Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Red Beard Podcast. We were off last week, but we are back. We had Rhode Island Comic Con to attend to, so we got some great stuff to talk about this week. We're going to be talking to you all about Comic Con, the things we saw, who we interviewed. Also, Stranger Things. Almost all of us have seen it and finished it, so we're going to give our thoughts on that. Cooley went to see Thor Ragnarok, so he's going to be talking to us about his thoughts on that. And a couple things come out this week. Justice League and Punisher come out today. And Injustice 2 released a new DLC, which we'll be also talking about. So stick around. podcast is brought to you by these cool dudes hey what's going on everybody welcome to the red beard podcast again this week we have jim rock what's up jim hi hello we also have ren hello and oh, cooley. We have cooley yeah 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 <laughs> oh, what up, bro? it's your brother from another mother Oh, yeah, yeah. And the Jim, the, I just want to continue. The A to the W to the C. I want to continue to point out that each time you still wave to the audience, <laughs> even though it's strictly audio. <laughs> I mean, there's three people here in the audience. Sure, and a cat. man. There's a so, cat. Yep. Yeah, and Red's here. Red's probably going to be making some, shit some me. meows in the background. Um, anyway, so. We were not with you guys next week, uh, excuse me, last week, because we were all at um, Rhode Island Comic Con, which was a good time. Uh, We met a lot of people, interviewed a lot of people. So we're just going to talk about Rhode Island Comic Con and what we saw. Um, Cooley, man, what did you think this year about Rhode Island Comic Con? Because we've been pretty much every year. Jim, you've been every year. Ren, have you been? I wasn't there last year. To Rhode Island Comic Con? I haven't been in two years. I was there two years ago when... They did like the whole shut down the event because too many people were there, and then oh, that like the disaster. crazy okay. line. Okay. Um, I've been doing Boston Comic Con, but since I haven't worked at Newberry, I haven't gone because those free tickets, though. Got you, got you. All right, <laughs> word. Um, yeah, I missed last year. I was there two years ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then obviously I was there this year. This year. Yeah. Um. So I guess just an overall consensus, we can kind of go around. I mean, Cooley, we've been pretty much every year. What did you think this year, man? There was a lot of celebrities, for one. I mean, I think they keep um, they keep getting better with their organization and their like their maintaining of traffic flow and stuff like that. But then they keep adding more stuff, so it keeps kind of offsetting how how much better they get at the organization part of it. Yeah. Um, so so I mean like. It's always improving. It's always getting better, and it's always a fun time, and it's always great. But there's always just like because of the amount of stuff that they add, there's always just that that huge like window for improvement the next time. And I think they're just going to keep doing that. And it, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's just how that's how you grow as as a business until you actually reach where you want to be. Um, like on the plus 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 side, um, like there were a lot more like what they used to be considered as B-level celebrities in the C-level celebrity area uh, where you could actually meet some like really cool people and like actually just walk right up to them. 
where before like they would have been reserved for like up being up against the wall yeah uh all the way at the end of the uh convention floor and then also like you know in a uh, dunkin donut center so i mean it was like the level of celebrity is actually starting to improve um, oh yeah by far like, big time um comic book stuff the, i mean there was actually this year there were actually some comic book people there i mean mm -hmm. like there, there were some people there that i actually recognized and and was like wow this is really cool there are some legends here there are some like alan bellman was there he was he's there all the time but alan bellman just shows up everywhere so uh like i mean like he's like stan lee kind of in like the mm -hmm. movies uh like no matter what marvel movie you watch stan lee pops up like if you go to a comic con alan bellman's there i don't know how he does it the guy's like i think he's got to be like 120 um <laughs> but he shows up everywhere and he's a hoot man he's a really good dude uh, they had a whole, a and he's a legend. Well, they had a whole corner for Neil Adams too, uh, which yeah. was pretty cool. Neil Adams is cool, and and yo, um, we met uh, a couple of people that were actually you know up and coming comic creators, uh, some new publishers. We met some artists. We met some some people. We'll talk more about that at a later time, and uh, you know give you guys some more tidbits of information on that, but. Uh, really, just all in all, just a really good show, man. A really good show. I agree, man. I thought this year was was pretty awesome. I thought, yeah, exactly. I mean, the organization has improved every year. Um, I, I will say, I mean, I really enjoyed um, taking advantage of the photo ops this year because I, I haven't really done that in the past. Um, the photo ops were, were pretty much on time, give or take, like maybe like 10, 15 minutes and some of them. I mean, I know that these celebrities are trying to sign autographs for people and then they have a scheduled photo op. So they're trying to make everything work. So a little bit of leeway as expected, but they um, they do a great job of you getting in, taking a photo, it being printed almost immediately, and then you stand in a shorter line just to kind of have your digital download activated if you paid for it so you can download it. I mean, it's a pretty pretty quick process, so I got to give them props on that and actually you know, having a big display as to like, if you want to meet this celebrity, when you see their name pop up, look at the, at the lane that they're going to be in, and everybody gets pretty organized into a line and it, and it moves, uh, pretty quickly. So I, I didn't know how big of a, a deal that was going to be for them this year, but they, they killed it. And I had like five professional photo ops scheduled. So over the course of the two days I was there, so it was awesome. Um, the only thing I think that they need to improve on a little bit is there's so much going on that it's, it's very hard to, to schedule things and, and be able to do, um, I, I would just like it, uh, the availability to be able to do a little bit more um, than, than what I was able to do this year. I feel like there were a lot of panels that conflicted with photo ops, that conflicted with other things. I mean, you can't do everything, but I just feel like they try to, they try to pack in so much where if they maybe lessen the things that they actually presented to people, it would give uh, everybody a little bit more time to kind of maybe only pick the certain things and not have everything trying to be jam packed. It's very yeah, like hard to they, schedule and was, everything. And that's kind of what you were say saying. Um, it's like you get, uh, you know, if you're doing photo ops, like have photo ops be like second half of the day. Yeah. That's when all the photo ops happen. First half of the day is when all the, the, you know, the panels happen. Um, you know, that would just make it easier for people to say, Hey, I'm going to go to this panel today. Oh shit! I can't because I got to go to this photo op. That was that I what I—that's the problem I ran uh, into. It's like I had one photo op that I had bought like a week before, mm -hmm. but then I found out there was like a Stranger Things panel and like a, a Luke Cage panel that I couldn't go to because it was like right in the middle of a photo op. Right. So it's like I kind of you went, but I I wasn't able to do that, which was kind of a bummer. Um, I I think um also 
being that the con is getting bigger every year and they split it up between three different places, like it was, it was the dunk, the convention center and the Omni. Mm. And I didn't know that. I mean, and just the, the map itself was like, was confusing to me. Like I didn't know what was even going on in the Omni. So I never really even went over to that building, but I mean, I heard that there was some smaller stuff going on, but I never even got to venture over there just because of the, the amount of, of uh, stuff I was doing in other buildings. And it does take a while to get from building to building. It's not like you can just walk over. Like sometimes you have to walk outside and go all the way around. But I mean, compare that to something like San Diego Comic-Con where you're walking around like an entire city to go to a panel. You know, like Lenny has to walk, take sometimes like take a cab to get to the to where he needed to be to actually see a panel. So we kind of have it pretty easy compared to some other cons. I mean, it's not a bad, bad deal. But here's the difference. I mean, it's not it's not altered reality's fault at all. I mean, like it's it's our capacity in these buildings. Like, I mean, we have we have the dunk. We have the convention center. We're going to do it in this building, that building, like because these buildings are so small. Hmm. Like, I mean, and I, oh, and, and, I mean, you go to the Javits Center, and you can include everything well, in that's the Javits the, Center. That's the thing. I mean, the Javits Center is huge in New, York, in New York City Comic Con. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's Alter Reality Entertainment's fault. They mm. killed it. I mean, they did an outstanding job this year. So I'm just, um, I wanted to point that out to the audience, not to you. Yeah, but yeah. just in general. I, I know think we're it, looking at each other. But but, it, but just in general, <laughs> that's worth mentioning. Like, yeah. I mean, I know there were some downsides, but I mean, I mean, it's just... And the downside is that they just had too much stuff and I wasn't yeah. able to do it all. So, I mean, and that's a good, that's actually a good thing that you have a lot to choose from. It's just that I was disappointed that I couldn't take part in some things because I was excited about other things. Well, I'll to say, be fair, I'm sorry, but to be fair, the, the, the good thing, I don't know, I, it being a good thing, I don't know. I mean, because like, it would be a good thing if it was every year that you, that they had the same thing. So like next year I could do the stuff that I missed this year. Like if it was like Disney yeah, I got you. You know but, what I mean? Yeah. But like, it's different every year. So if I missed it this year, I missed that like forever. It's never going to happen again. Mm. I'll say this. I'll say that um, for some people, I didn't do any photo ops. But for the people that did do the photo ops, they missed the opportunity to miss some, to get to meet some of the people they wanted to meet because of their photo ops. I know that I uh, met Robert Englund, which is a whole story in itself yeah. because I waited almost five hours to meet this guy, but I was, I was going to do it. Mm -hmm. And there were people that had photo ops that had to leave that line in order to get, you know, their photos. And then F you, if you were going to get ahead of me after that, yeah. For someone that waited in line for so long, I'm not giving up my spot. Right. You have to get in the back of the line. And that line, I would say for Robert Englund, easily the longest line out of everybody in this Comic-Con. But not, but not necessarily because of his popularity, but because he was taking the time to talk yeah. to his fans, well, like I five minutes a piece. I would say probably a little bit of both. I think popularity-wise, I would say that he was probably for the amount of money that he was charging. Cause I know John Cusack and some of the, the Avengers were asking uh, almost $200 for an autograph. But then again, you look at somebody like Dave Bautista who actually had a huge line, just as big as Robert Englund's, but moved because he, he went through the process more quickly. I did not see Dave Bautista. Yeah. I would assume Robert Englund probably had a larger line just because he's Freddy Krueger. I mean, he's an icon. 
Yeah, but, but I, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll be honest with you, man. Like I was there when Dave Bautista had his line, and his his line went into the stands as well. Okay, it's so I mean he possible. he definitely he definitely moved a little bit quickly. I mean, I respect Robert Englund for for taking the time, but I feel like his line just it just no. I, I feel like a little bit of it's kind of held people back from doing other things. You know, no, I agree with that. Robert Englund did give time to everyone in exorbitant amount of time. I mean, when I finally got up there, he gave me it. It was at least four or five minutes of his time. He just spent talking about Freddy versus Jason, which isn't his staple Mark movie, but it was still awesome to hear him talk about the inner workings of that movie where you pit two horror icons together, you want to hear that stuff. You want to feel like you are making a connection with someone that to me was a huge part of my youth. Mm-hmm. And he gave me the time. Now, do I think that the next time I see him, he'll be like, hey, Jim. No, F no. He'll have no idea who I am. But he gave me the opportunity and the time. Oh, and I'm by the way, I'm also not saying that I'm happy with the amount of time I was given with him in regard to the amount of time I waited for him. I'm not a huge, I could care less if I really got to sit there and talk to like my idol for a couple of minutes, because I know that he doesn't give a care about me. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of wanted my signature and then be done with it. But once I finally got up and talked to him, I appreciated it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, definitely. But, but did I feel like it was five hours worth? It's like when we met Brent Spiner. Yeah. And he was just like, pull up a chair, guys. I want to have a talk with you. Yeah, he was cool, man. I, yeah. I really enjoyed him. I just, oh, man, I wish we had gotten that that on So what do you think tape. about the election? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was cool shit, though. I mean, I, I think, you know, Rhode Island Comic Con, um, it was it was a fun time this year. I would have spent a little a little less time with photo ops looking back on it. I feel like I could have you know had more time to do other things, but in all regards, I mean, we did get some great stuff for you guys. We got um interviews with almost the entire Revenge of the Nerds cast. Yeah, it was um, really cool. We that got was... we got uh, an interview with the Ghost Hunters, which was really cool. So we went to their panel, which was mm-hmm. awesome. So we're going to be releasing these interviews um pretty much throughout uh the next couple episodes. Uh, but stay tuned for the end of this episode where uh, we're going to be releasing the interview that we did with Donald Gibb. Uh, Don Gibb is actually the guy who played Ogre in Revenge of the Nerds and also uh, Ray Jackson in Bloodsport. It makes me wonder if he took a picture not cross-eyed at that entire convention. Oh, what, what Don Gibb? <laughs> yeah, because I stood around while you dealt with him. And then afterwards, when you walked away, I walked by his booth a couple of times because I kind of went off and did my own thing for a little while. And every time he's like, man, come here. And then cross-eyed, bang, like that. He knew that that was his bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I actually thought it was kind of funny. I mean, he, he's well known for just being kind of like the goofy guy. But like for me, it, it was it, my big thing was Bloodsport. Like I was so psyched to talk to him about that, and I feel like a lot of people didn't know him from that. And so when I actually got to actually chat with him, I, it was cool to kind of hear, you know, like the backstory behind some behind the scenes stuff. But um, 
I mean, you guys will have to listen to the interview to figure out uh, what we talked about. It, it was cool. And like I said, it'll be at the end of this episode. So who did you guys meet? Are you willing to just like around like really quickly? Like, who well, did you get to talk to? I will Anybody tell you good? this. Um, the people that I got to meet just right off the bat, I met Carl Weathers, um, which, you know, obviously Apollo Creed. Um, but I'm a big fan of him. Which, from, by uh, the way, you're, that picture looks photoshopped of you and him. <laughs> well, dude, I'm I know so it's because, I know it's he's real so pale next because to I'm it, pale. Oh, it's shit. just if you look at it, it, it looks like he's shaking hands with a cardboard cutout. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I'm pale as yeah. He it's, looks it's real. I'm yeah, telling Tony, the audience Tony, right Tony now. Tony looks it's like real. he's like outlined. Like yeah, yeah. So there's I mean there's <laughs> Carl Weathers. He was cool. I went in and I just said. Uh, you know, I was like, Hey man, predator. And he was like, predator, my man. And then like, you know, we did. And I actually grabbed his hand the way, you know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger grabbed his hand in the movie. I didn't want to like do the handshake. I was like, I got to do the predator handshake. And, uh, then after that I met, um, uh, Don Gibb got a professional photo op with him. That was fun. Um, Don Gibb of revenge of the nerds. Yeah. And yeah. Blood sport. Yeah. And he was super fun. I talked to him for like a literally about like 30 seconds to a minute before we took the picture. That was cool. Uh, right. And then also I met uh, Dolph Lundgren, which was pretty awesome. I also look super white next to him because he obviously went tanning before the Comic Con, so I uh, I com I completely look white. Uh, but I was wearing my Masters of the Universe T-shirt when I took a picture with him because I had to nerd out. And then um, I, the two other people I met were uh, Christopher Lloyd, which was so epic. I was just like, "You're a legend, man! You're a legend." He was like. <laughs> He's so old, but did you meet him on Sunday? Yeah. Okay. And then uh, the last day, uh, this last person I met was Sean Astin, obviously Goonies, Stranger Things, um, and he was super cool. Uh, just the just the stand up guy. Um, Cooley does not meet people um, no. for for multiple reasons. Uh, if he meets somebody in person and they are out of character, it actually um, tends to spoil the uh, the illusion. But um, we met um, Simone uh, Missick, who played um, Misty um, from uh, Luke Cage uh, and the Defenders. And uh, I went up to her and I said, hey, I was like, listen, I was like, it was super nice to meet you. Obviously, like, loved you and Luke Cage doing a great job on the show. I was like, how's your arm? And she was like, oh, it's great. And I said, so uh, listen, I was like, the guy behind me really wants to meet you, but he, uh, he can't meet you if you're in character, cause it will ruin the illusion. And she looked at me and she was like, ah, oh, she's like, I usually don't have to do this on the weekends, <laughs> but then she literally looks at Cooley and just like gave him kind of like this. I mean, you could describe it better because you had the interaction. With yeah, her. no, she like legit, like within seconds just became Misty Knight and, yeah. and gave me like the, the snark, like a snarky, like, uh, sarcastic, almost like greeting. It was just like, you know, smirked at me. And I was, and I shook her hand, and I, and I said, and I gave her my name. I said, oh, "I'm Cooley," and she says, uh, she just, she just like kind of like nodded her head and was just like Misty. <laughs> and I was like, and I was just like, I fucking melted. I was just like, yeah, I just met Misty Knight. <laughs> yeah, and then like when she, when you walked away, she like looks at me and she just goes, "And done." <laughs> <laughs> and I gave her a hug. Like she was super cool. She was. Uh, she was she was a stand up to actually do that. I didn't I like I felt kind of weird asking her to do that, but she was she like she got I think like like she kind of respected the fact that like you didn't want to like lose the illusion. Yeah. You know what I mean? So she she was willing to do that for a minute. And, we and did, I think I think any actor should respect that. I mean like 
I get, you know, you're an actor or, and you're doing a job and you're, and you're, you know, not really that person. I understand that. I get it. Yeah. But what I know of you right now is that you're Misty Knight or right, you're right. Luke Cage or you're whoever the hell you are in your show and your show is still running and I don't want to know what you're, you're like in real life. That you're Michael Coulter. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't want to know what Michael Coulter, you know, he said hi to me and we shook hands and now I'm physically touching this dude that is not really Luke Cage. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that just takes you, it takes, I don't know it about anybody else. It breaks the fourth else. wall is it what does. they say in theater. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and, it, and, it, and, it, and I'm sure I could work myself back into it, but I'd still always be like, hey, I met Michael Coulter. But now I can say, hey, I met, when I see Misty Knight on TV, I can say, I met Misty Knight. Yeah, that's you a know good what I mean? point. And it's just cool. I, I, dude, I respect that. I think it was cool. I think Love she was, it. it was cool she was willing to do that. And uh, Jim, one last thing. Uh, you met Weird Al, yes. which was awesome. Oh, my God. I was <laughs> so excited. It was quick. I got him to laugh, which was awesome. It was a, yeah. it was a highlight to my night. And then uh, we took a picture. Well, what I, did you say to make him laugh? No, he was – it's stupid. He was behind – he was like the only guy kind of like behind a curtain. Yeah. And then you came in and you really had like a one-on-one -on -one with him. And I walked in and I was like, oh, my God, it's like I'm meeting the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> and he was like – <laughs> <laughs> And in my mind, I was like, fist pump, yes. <laughs> yeah. And then I told him how I wanted the picture taken with me. Yeah, you said you wanted to look mad, <laughs> yeah. angry, like, stoic. It's Which is kind of douchey. To be like, hey, Weird Al, I get the choice. I was <laughs> yeah, like, but you're paying the for the picture. I yeah, mean. no, I know. But at the same time, it's kind of like, it's not a realistic picture. It was kind of like, I planned this. But at the same time, I feel like he's a cool enough dude that he actually was like, oh, hell yeah, let's do it. Yeah, you know? I, I mean, I didn't really get to like talk a whole lot with him. But the fact that I got to go in there and he did nothing to make me hate him. Yeah. Which I guess now at this day and age is like the best I can ask for. Yeah, exactly. I felt like the level of cosplay this year, though, correct me if I'm wrong, I felt like it took a dip. Yeah, it was pretty weak. It took a dip, and, and I felt like we saw a lot of the same cosplays that we saw last year. It's like, guys, you've got a year. you got yeah. a whole year. Like, what you do, what your job is, what you... It was pretty weak. <laughs> you are a cosplayer. Make a damn costume in a year. Well, I feel like Rhode Island is fairly new to this. I will say this though, some of the some of the costumes, like how can you enjoy Comic-Con dressed the way you are? Like there was this one guy that dressed up as a robot. I assume that it was some sort of anime version of Bender from Futurama, and he had this head that had to have been a good like three to four feet wide mm. and you can't see out of it. Like you have no periphery. You're just looking straight the whole effing time. You're taking up most of an aisle. There has to be people walking behind you, smacking you in the back of the head. Because I know that if I was 16 to 18 years old, I would be pulling that shit to you. I'd be hitting you and then running away. And there's nothing you can do about it. You've got to be sweating like you're freaking trying to de defuse a bomb on a volcano. And you freaking, I, I just don't understand the concept well, of some how people, you would I think some enjoy. People, well, some people don't necessarily go to Comic-Con uh, to, like, to, 
I don't want to say um, they just want to show they off to, their craftsmanship. They go to enjoy yeah, it, but they also go to show off like what they've been working to build. You know what I mean? So like this guy that designed that robot costume and built it himself, this was his time to actually display it to everybody else. Okay, so and that was that was what was fun for he him. He doesn't care at all about anything at Comic Con. No, it's just to show it's off just, his costume. That's I get what to it show is. off what I have. People yeah. will want to take pictures with me. Exactly. Okay. So, I mean, but yeah, I, I would agree. That. I, I feel like the cosplay could have been a little better. Mm. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. It's it's going to be, people are going to are gonna wear it. They're going to wear it at Comic-Con. They're going to they're gonna do what they're going to do. I mean, and that's all, that's all you can expect. You know what I mean? With, with, um, with Rhode Island Comic-Con, I mean, at this point. So. Did you see anything that um, impressed you? Um, I didn't see anything that really impressed me. Um. I mean, there were some there were some pretty cool costumes with, uh, I mean, <laughs> Batman and Superman, but that's about it. Um, what did you see anything, Jim, that impressed you? No. <laughs> um, well, I mean, Comic Con, Red Island Comic Con, was what it was. Ren, hopefully, uh, next year. Um, you'll come with us. That would be fun. Yeah. Well, when I started my new job, that whole weekend was tooken, as Kevin Hart would say. <laughs> <It> was tooken. <laughs> tooken. <laughs> oh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, like next year, I, I expect it to be even better next year and continue to grow and be more and more. Yeah. It's only going to get bigger next year. Mm-hmm. Barack Obama. You're going to be able to get his autograph. Comic, comic creators. <laughs> oh my God. Stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Stranger Things, what did you guys think of it? I mean, what, what you two have seen so far. Um, you have not finished it. What are your thoughts about Stranger Things? Oh, it's better than last season. Okay. It's got so much... Uh, it's like last season was straight up uh, like Spielberg all the way. Mm-hmm. This season feels like they kind of like are starting to you know, steer the bus towards Lucas. Okay. All right, like I'm seeing a lot of a lot of uh, George Lucas references, a lot of Star Wars stuff, a lot of um, a lot of like Indiana Jones stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, like I mean, like it's uh, it's great, it's well, fantastic. Well, there were some Indiana Jones references where they actually like he um, the the I forgot the cop's name Hopper. He drops his hat and then you see him grab his hat, and that's a total Indiana Jones reference. I was like, oh, that's badass. They put that in there, um, but I mean. Yeah, I can. I definitely see that. I I think this season was better than the first. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some people out there that disagree with me. I think Ren, you're one of them. Oh so yeah, you, I am on it. episode six right now. Oh my god, I I really want to like this season because I love the first season. Yeah, I think it's a great show, but. I feel like they were like, we're going to give you more, except we're going to use the worst story arc we can possibly use. What do you mean? Like what? Like, I don't. Oh, my gosh. Throwing Billy and Max in, whatever. I understand you probably want to throw new characters in to make things more interesting. But I don't know. I do not connect with them at all. Like Billy's super racist and homophobic. And he's like the worst person ever. And? And I'm not I'm not into it Max I'm just like She exists But I'm not super into her character at all There I don't know Like it's I just cannot get into this story arc whatsoever 
Sean Astin's there. He's gross. He's just a little blob who's there. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not interested in this season at all. They just threw so many new characters at us instead of just focusing on like, let's making a great storyline. I'm not even at the part where Eleven meets Eight. I understand that's going to happen soon. But next episode. Yeah, but I understand it's just like a Suicide Squad meets Eleven episode. I also, I don't want to sound like an asshole. I know that you just like crapped over all over Sean Astin, yeah. but give yourself 10, 15 years. That's you, except like different parts. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Jim. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying that's, that's all of us. Like where, like me, Cooley. And Tony are closer to that than you. <laughs> you're like, your eyes are wider and more bushy than ours. <laughs> <laughs> but we're all gonna be Bob's. So much. But but I think I think Max and and Billy actually added a lot to the show. Um, but in a way that I didn't want it to. But I mean, it gave it gave the kids like, because like I mean, otherwise it just becomes like friggin' uh, like the Hardy Boys or something like that, like where you have this like little close knit group and mm-hmm. like nobody else is there and like everybody know everybody's in on the secret, but like I loved having her not be in on it and then not believe it and like it made everything it made everything seem a little bit more realistic because you had like this like fantastic event that happened um, with this like weird creature that shouldn't exist or in this from this dimension that shouldn't possibly exist. And you have this girl that's like now trying to be part of this crew that is like, what the hell are you guys like, you know, keeping secrets from before? And then when she finds out, she's like, you're not telling me the truth. Yeah, but then it makes Eleven story. seem like an extra crazy person. And she's already gone through so much. And you're like, I love this character from season one. And then you're like, well, she's being crazy, though. No, but she's that puts it in jealous. perspective because she is legit crazy. She's a crazy little girl. Yeah, but you don't got to make her crazy in two different ways, though. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing with Stranger Things. I mean, I think my big takeaway is that when I watch that show, I feel like I'm watching a, a, a movie that I watched when I was a kid. And that's the big takeaway from me. I mean, it is so 80s that, that it just brings me back. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, there was one, I think it's the, one of the final episodes where, um, you know, they're basically um, getting, they're, they're putting um, the main character in the shed and they're kind of just like, you know, blocking him away so he doesn't know where he is. Like that whole like segment, that scene for me was just like, you know, like the climax of like an 80s movie where it's like, you know, like stuff's about to go down. You know, it's like where it's right before like they... Um, it's it's where they're playing that the piano and the Goonies. I'll go. I'll and like, agree and with like you the there. floor starting to fall out. Like they, they know, have it's done like the nothing. Climax. They have done nothing to take away from the eighties vibe. But what I'm it's saying still is still continuously eighties. And they and they are. But I'm saying like that. That's my takeaway, and that's why I enjoy it so much. Is because it's just a harken back to the stuff that I would watch when I was a kid. So when I watch it, I I feel like I'm a kid again. So you don't you want storyline. You just want nostalgia. I love the nostalgia part, but the storyline I didn't have a problem with either. I mean, like the storyline worked for me. I enjoyed every minute of it. I was invested in the characters. I liked all the new characters. I mean, do I think that like, you know, there were some things that were a little cheesy? Like, yeah, like Sean Astin in one scene, like forgetting that he has a gun, I thought was completely unrealistic. Because like when you're in a situation like that, that's the one thing that you actually think of is protecting yourself yeah, at all but times. Not necessarily. So you I wouldn't know that leave your gun cheesy, behind. But like Bob when probably you never this, used a gun in his life. When you yeah, but when you're in a situation like that and you're as scared as you are, you, you don't, don't forget properly. that you have a gun with you. 
So I don't know, man, like you, uh, basically take, when you see that scene, Cooley and Ren, when you watch that scene, like you tell me if you think him leaving his gun behind is realistic. Cause I didn't. Oh, I'm going to think it's cheesy. See, I so, watched, I watched I it. Know. I, I will say overall, I enjoyed it. I can't wait for seasons three through five. Four. I think they expect it to go to five to five. Yeah. They but, said that um, in beyond stranger things. They want to go to at least five. But uh, but it I will was, say it was it was approved or it was actually uh, what do you call it when when a when greenlit? A, I guess yeah, greenlit. Uh, it was greenlit for for three and four already by Netflix. Oh, you mean like five? It was picked up or renewed? Yeah. Picked up. There it is. It was picked up for seasons three and four. Um, season three is going to be ten years later, mm-hmm. and then season four is going to be like. You know, I guess like with ten them. years later. Oh, yeah. I do not. I will say this right. Oh no, off not the ten. Bat. Not ten. I think maybe a couple of years, something like that. They're gonna pick it up with the I kids. I do are older. not like time jumps. Yeah. I hate time mm. jumps in TV shows. Well, we Re- got one this season. Regardless, I will say this. Well, I mean, yeah, but like a, a year. year isn't so isn't so bad. Hmm. Like multiple to like five to ten years. Oh, I hate it. Anyways, um, overall, I enjoyed this season. But to some extent, I kind of felt like it was just a rehash of last season. I felt like a lot of stuff was kind of similar. It was like, hey, did you like Eleven? Well, now we have Max. It was kind of like, hey, did you did you like how Winona Ryder was like, oh, my God, my son. Well, guess what? She's still doing it. Yeah. Did you like how... Uh, Winona Ryder was running around trying to figure out what all the lights meant. Well, guess what? Now you get to watch Winona Ryder run around trying to figure out what this maze is that she's putting up on her walls. Like a lot of it to me just kind of seemed like another version of what happened in the first season. Now I get it. You know, sometimes what you know works, but to me it just kind of felt like, okay, it's, you know, it's more of the same. I mean, I guess I can see that. I don't know. I just feel like it. I, for me, it it just it worked. I mean, like she, she's an anxiety ridden person, so she's going to be that way with any with multiple situations. That's just the way she is. I don't think they're trying to rehash something that she did in the first movie. She's in a similar situation with similar circumstances. So she's going to have the same emotional investment in it as she did in the first. Her son, by the way. I hate to say this, but Winona Ryder's son in this tea, in this show, like he needs to freaking drink more milk or something. Like she is a <laughs> sickly looking kid. Yeah. Like not just for the show, but like in life overall. This guy needs to get some calcium He's very and some toast. zinc in his life. Now let's just take a second to hear a little bit about our sponsor. Supply and demand investing. Guys, not all investments are created equal. Did you know growth stocks devote most of their revenue in trying to expand or grow the company and offer investors little to no dividend payout? Sounds like fucking bullshit. Right? But value stocks split their revenue between trying to expand or grow the company and give their buyers dividend payouts. That sounds better. But the question is, which of these two means of investing do you think has performed better over the past 10 years? Well, to find out, go to supplyanddemandinvesting.com slash redbeard. That's us, guys. Go to supplyanddemandinvesting.com slash redbeard. Supply and demand investing helps compare investments in the hopes of delivering better than average results. 
whether they be long-term, short-term, or just something in the middle. And remember, like any good sports team, like the New York football giants, yeah. When it comes to investing, there are times to play offense by investing in things like the S&P 500 and times to play defense by investing in things like bonds, CDs, or cash. So I say, go Patriots! Yeah, but if we're talking defense, it's the New York football giants all day. Yeah, uh, but it's the Pats because they won last year. Well, let's uh, let's move on. I definitely want to uh, want to jump into Thor Ragnarok, man. You got a chance to see this when it first came out, like two weeks ago, dude. What's your What's your thoughts on this, man? I keep hearing good things. Man, it is amazing. Really? Oh, yes. I'm disappointed. I haven't seen it yet. I'm disappointed I want to see you it. Haven't seen it. Yeah, man. I gotta uh, go see that. Yeah, I'm disappointed in anybody who hasn't seen this movie because it deserves to be seen. Uh, it's it's you don't have to see the first two. To, to see this and enjoy it. You don't even have to have enjoyed the first two to see this movie and enjoy it. It's a big departure from that. Um, there's n- there's not a whole lot of like, uh, it's not a very serious movie. It doesn't take itself so seriously uh, like the first two did. Um, you had some comedic comic relief moments in the first ones, but it, like they kind of try to play him as a straight man, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with some some kind of weird like uh, interactions and stuff like that that make you laugh. Uh, where in this one, it was straight. This was a comedy. Mm-hmm. This was a buddy comedy uh, featuring the Hulk and Thor mm-hmm. and Loki and, uh, and Valkyrie played by Tessa Thompson, who was fantastic. Um, and you had Kate uh, Blanchett as uh, Hela. My goodness, dude, probably the best villain in, in the history of the MCU right now that's a that's a bold statement Yeah, that's a huge statement i mean loki loki and and hella i think uh are very close to each other uh as far as like being the best because loki's the best hands down because hiddleston is amazing but kate blanchett came in owned this role you could tell she loved what she was doing you could tell that she was enjoying it um and like she just she just did it so like when you see the movie, you'll see Hell what I'm talking yeah. about. Like I, I don't want to give too too much away, but like I mean, it's just her mannerisms, her actions. Like everything is almost like a like a like a dance, like a like a show. Uh, I mean, that doesn't her. surprise me, man, because she was she was always uh, she's she's a great actress. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, that it doesn't surprise me to hear that. What? How was Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> he was Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> he was just Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> how is he, he was? How is he ever? I mean, he's yeah. always Jeff Goldblum. At this uh, point in his career, he's not expected to be anything else. Yes, yeah. yeah. but I mean, he was he was hysterical. Yeah. Whenever he was on stage, he I mean, on stage on screen, he was hysterical, hysterical. Um, and it's like you you say, oh my god, but Thor's not a comedy. Why would you be like you know all about this? Well, it's it's a comedy. That doesn't take itself too seriously, but you can still take it seriously because it's not like it's not like over the top silly. Yeah, there are just over the top silly moments that kind of like just really make you laugh. Uh, one of the one of the runaway characters for me was uh, Korg. Is it the rock guy? He's the rock guy. Yeah, that has the unusual voice. Yes, nice. and he is, his voice is actually the voice of the director. Uh, of the movie. Um, What's so funny, Ren? <laughs> it's like the strange voice. 
Well, well like for like, a rock character, it's like an ultra feminine voice. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Yeah, oh. it's like this. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like a very high pitched, like, uh, like, uh, what, what's he has a Mike Tyson voice? Yeah, he's like yeah. he has a voice that does not for? fit the bill. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's just kind no, of it's funny. A, it's um, who are those friggin' uh, once were warriors guys? Uh, no the idea. village people? No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Where's the freaking gecko from? The Geico the, commercials? Like, yeah. Eng- England? London? No. He's from like the Netherlands? Where's Peter Jackson from? Australia? Isn't no. that the Netherlands? I just... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Google it is. Where is Peter Jackson from? Yeah, Peter Jackson. I... I... I thought he was from Australia. No, wasn't he? New Zealand. New Zealand. Thank oh, you. Okay. It's Kiwis. The, it's the same thing. Yeah. So like the 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 New director Zealand. I think is White a New Zealander and he has that New Zealand accent. He's got like um, the flight of the Concords kind of voice. Yeah, like, and it's oh, very it's like a high. I can't do it. It's a high pitched <laughs> voice, and he says like really silly shit to Thor and and everybody, and he he's just. He's just kind of like when you think comic relief, this is the this is comic relief, like because he has no other purpose in the movie. Um, oh my god! But it's it's great. It's hilarious. It sounds like a fun romp for your money. Yeah, like your money is well spent going to see. <laughs> yeah, this because movie. that's what I think of. I'm like, oh, let's go check out this fun romp for my money. I would never think of that phrase ever, dude. <laughs> hey, that's why you have me on the show. Oh my god. Well, um, I mean, I definitely want to check out Thor Ragnarok. I have not done it yet. I feel like an asshole for not seeing it yet, but I will check it out. Um, I mean, today, um, Justice League came out. Um, uh, Cooley, I know that um, you are going to see it later tonight. Um, Do you have any ideas as to what to expect from this movie? Funny you should ask. (laughs) I have a I have a buddy uh, that I met uh, recently, uh, new friend okay. you might say yeah yeah one of those things like you meet an age appropriate friend in this day and age is pretty cool. Um, All of that sounds awkward. Yeah, I, that's not, was the point. The point was to sound awkward. Um, anyway, this dude, his name is Zaz. Uh, well, that's what he goes by. Uh, Ren is aware of this gentleman. Yes, that is not his birth name. <laughs> all right, well, all right, yeah, I figured. You know. I'm going to call him Zaz, though, because Let's name that's, him Zaz. Yeah, because that's, you know, it's just what he asked me to call him. Listen, he texted me. Mm-hmm. He went to go see it. Mm-hmm. You guys are. So I have an idea. Friends like that? That's what I just said. Okay. <laughs> I just said we're friends. He got violent. <laughs> I, but, like, there's friends, and there's, like, friends like that. Yeah, we're friends. We text. Okay. Jesus. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> awkward awkward oh it's like mommy just hit daddy at the dinner table dane cook reference i'm just gonna drink my pepsi and shut the fuck all right up, go I for guess. it here's the gin god damn it i'm not sure why this is such a big deal and nobody else makes friends around here like go go go, go. <laughs> no, does, nobody, does nobody go to like the bar and just like meet somebody like i stopped making friends at 28 Holy I stopped enough. making friends like a long time ago. <laughs> Twenty nine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so continue, dude. So anyway, he says that this movie is like it's not bad. Mm-hmm. He also said it's not great, mm-hmm. which is what I expected. Um, basically, he said that this is a movie that is strong for the franchise, 
Yeah. Because, and I quote, it's showing improvement for the future of the films to come because of the character development. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that it shows the potential for the future of the DC universe and make sure you stay till the end. Okay. So here's my thing. I feel like with DC, um, even though people are, are saying that it is a step in the right direction, I just feel like it's one of, it, it's always going to be a, a chance for people to find things to look for that they don't like. Like, I feel like anybody that goes, uh, I feel like there's a, there is a, uh, there are a lot of people that actually go into a DC movie and watch it and no longer, they, they don't take the time to just enjoy the movie. I feel like they're, they're trying to pick out things that, that they can find wrong with it so that they can, there's, so they can find something negative to talk about. I honestly feel like that. I, I feel like there's because Batman with Superman, Batman versus V Superman was a movie that a lot of people were, were gaming up to shit on. And that's all that happened when it came out. And I know a lot of people that saw the movie that actually liked it. Uh, like my cousin being one of them watched the movie. He's like, I don't know what the big deal is, man. I loved it. So, you know, there are Thank a lot God of people. For cousins, that will do right? is, your, is your cousin a comic book fan? Yes, he is. And I need he, to, you need to get him on the show. Is he also is he I would literate? love to have a conversation with him. He's not as big of a comic book fan as you are. So, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that like there are still but but you have to understand, dude, like there are people that go to see these movies that are not comic book fans. Right. That will still shit on it because it's like a DC movie and it's the thing to do. And well, there no, are the also majority- people let me finish. And there are also people that will go to see the movie that are comic book fans and that are not comic book fans that actually enjoy it. It, it's not, it, does, it, it doesn't really have anything to do with, uh, with you being a, a comic book fan and, and saying that, this, that, that a DC movie is a piece of shit. I just feel I like... I think it does. I don't, man. And I can I mean, tell you why, if you want to let me. Well, I just think... Here's, here's my, my theory, though. It's just like because the last couple DC movies were shit on, anytime somebody goes into the movie, they're going to look for problems with it. You know, like, I feel like... I just feel like in today's day and age, man, like with social media... Everybody has a chance to, to shit on stuff right away. Like when the Defenders came out, like granted, it wasn't that great, but it was like people were shitting on it before it even came out. And then you got people that are that you know, will, will shit on like a Netflix series like right away. I just feel like everybody likes to point out the negatives instead of talking about what they actually liked about it. I mean, here's, I don't know here's the, when here's, it comes to DC. But here's but here's my my argument against that. There's there's two things I got to say. One is when Wonder Woman came out, I had nothing but fucking good things to say. There were some things that were, there were some things that stood out to me that I was just like, hey, I would have done this differently. But when Wonder Woman came out, I was mostly like 90% like this shit was fucking dope. Second it was best awesome. DC movie ever. What'd you say? Second best DC movie ever. And, and Behind Suicide Squad. And I had <laughs> no problem with it. Uh, Batman, the Batman trilogy uh, mm-hmm. from, from uh, Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great, minus uh, Dark Knight uh, ri- uh, Returns. Rises. Rises. Rises, yeah. Like, minus that one, because that one had too many fucking inconsistencies that I didn't like, um, and I hated Bane. Um, he talked like the owl from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he did. I don't know. Um, I liked it. Uh, and then, 
And then like anything before that, like I love the original Superman movies and stuff like that. Like you, you can't fucking polish a turd in my opinion. And and the problem is is that back in the back in the day, you could feed us pretty much anything because superhero movies were so few and far between. You could give us something and we would devour that shit and we'd be like, This is fucking amazing. This is so great. Even if it wasn't like Richard Pryor and fucking Superman three, like that was not a good movie. But I watched that shit no, several it wasn't the times. Best. I watched it several times because there was nothing else. Gone are the days where you could just feed me, spoon feed me bullshit and make me go in and blindly accept a movie just because it's a comic book movie. It needs to actually be something that connects me to the source material and not just some bullshit that you threw together because you want to make a quick yeah. buck. Batman W Superman or whatever letter they want to use. Versus. <laughs> it, no, it wasn't. For, it, was it was a V. v. It was just a letter. It was Batman H Superman. It was five. Listen, I enjoyed it. I did. I enjoyed it for the special effects and for some of what they did with Batman. I enjoyed it. Now, did I think they had a good storyline? No, I did not. Mm-hmm. No, I did not. <laughs> but I, but I enjoyed I like enjoyed it. I'm also not a huge Batman fan, or nor am I a V Superman fan. Mm. Like I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it purely in the sense that I would enjoy a good music video. I do want to see. I do want to see Justice League. I have heard all I can go upon are what people say, and it's easy to bash something when you're online. Because you don't have to put a face to what you say. Mm-hmm. You can just go out there and say it, and your freaking your screen name is incoherent. No one's right. ever going to know who you are. But from what I've been hearing is, character-wise, excellent job. That this is definitely something to build upon. Mm-hmm. Story-wise, blah. But the characters are what you fall in love with, and really that's what you want to say. I've also heard that they've dropped the ball once again on the villain for the movie. I've heard that too. So, but I've heard that Aquaman and the Flash are redeemers. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I, maybe I'm just a very, I'm very easily pleased, but it's like I go into a lot of movies and like I come out and I don't really have that much of a problem with them. I mean, and then I find out after that everybody like shits all over it. Like I didn't have a problem with Suicide Squad. Everybody hated it. I honestly liked Suicide Squad. Like everybody too, thought it was a I piece had, of shit. But and I like I had no fucking problem with that movie. The only issue I had with it was that I thought that everything that Killer Croc said was stupid. You but I mean But I mean, there are so many negative things about Suicide Squad that like people yeah. are gonna shit on, but I'm like, not a DC person. But I mean, but you could you could you could literally go through the list of why Suicide Squad didn't work in your opinion, but in my opinion, I enjoyed it. Right. Like, I walked out of that movie and was like, that was fun. I, wish, I had a great time watching it. I wish I could be you for a day and not read these fucking books. Well, like, see, I wish I had never read these books and I could go in and I could watch Suicide Squad and I could be like, yo, that shit was pretty good. Yeah. Well, see, that's really probably well, that's probably what it is. It's like if you guys if I mean, like, that's what happened with me with Alien versus Predator. Ignorance is bliss. Because brother. like I well, no, I mean, like, it's I, I understand. Not but, even, though, because I I wasn't a big reader of Suicide Squad. Like I flipped through, but like you could tell that most of that was just straight garbage. Like their Harley Quinn was straight garbage. Like they just picked any 
it looks like they just were like, oh, we're going to craft this character after someone who shops at Walmart. Like, but like, it was whoa, just so, but I, whoa, <laughs> see, whoa, but I think, whoa. but wait a minute. See, whoa. I think she was the best but, like, part of the movie. No, she was a straight juggalette. Like it was fucking me? terrible. I completely Jared disagree Leto was on that. So many fucking drugs and he thought he did a great job. It's like oh that son that you keep building up and he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to slow mentally. Dude, I'm going to say, sorry. I'm I hate sorry. to say she this. She was the best part of this freaking movie. Super enjoyed Jared Leto's performance. No, you can, you can tear me down all you want, and that's fine because if I know nothing about Suicide Clown Squad. Posse, then you will love this duo in this movie. I love the amazing Jekyll Brothers by Insane Clown Posse. Um, then that's why you love it. It's terrible. I will say that I, I mean, Harley Quinn. It is not in my top 25 all-time albums. The look for Harley it. Quinn, in my opinion, was not the look that she should have had. However, it was straight garbage. However, I thought. She, however, I thought she did a good job with the performance. Um, I will also say that I did like Jared Leto's performance as well. But Justice no. League was it good. It was right? everybody else that I had a problem with. Oh, literally, Justice everyone else League? was terrible too. <laughs> well. We'll have to have like an in-depth conversation about Suicide Yo, Squad. Yo, Suicide Squad episode next week. All right, let's do it. But uh, Justice League comes out today. Uh, go check it out and uh, let us know what you think. Also, Punisher comes out today as well. So I know a lot of you guys out there. I am um, so stoked for probably this. have already watched it because it came out at 3 a.m. So. Oh my god, the absolute and chauvinistic like superheroes cannot wait. So it's um it's out, man. You should probably watch it. I know that a lot of friends of ours that uh, are are crazy Netflix people have probably already finished it. But hey, um, we've already talked about the Punisher and what's to be expected on a past podcast. So it's out, guys. Go watch it. We'll be talking about it next week. Um, Hell yeah, we will. With that being said, um, one of the other cool things that actually dropped this past week was uh, one of the new DLCs for Injustice Two, which is awesome. Um, if you guys have not seen the trailer for it, check it out. They are going to be releasing all four Ninja Turtles, which uh, is badass. The trailer is epic. Um, I'm just going to let um, Jim or Cooley or Ren, if whoever wants to talk about this trailer, talk about it. Because I'm so excited about it, but I, I sent it to you two guys. What did you think about I it? I would assume that you'd be disappointed because right at the beginning of it, your boy Raiden from Mortal Kombat... Mm-hmm. Gets his ass kicked mm-hmm. and falls into a trash can. Yeah, but but Raiden was not one of my favorite characters. Raiden was only my favorite character to use against you because you could not beat me when oh, I, I used him. I cannot them. beat you <laughs> with when you play Raiden. It's to me, it's so, it's such a pain in the ass because the second you pick Raiden, I'm like, well, this sucks. <laughs> I, I'm, I've lost. Yeah. So, I mean, like, but that, I mean, so when I saw Raiden, like, take a hit, I was like, cool. But then I was like, whoa, Jim must not be controlling the other person. (laughs) But then as soon as I saw him drop and the Ninja Turtles come in, uh, you know, maybe about 30 seconds later into the trailer, it just kind of like blew me away. Um, I mean, very excited. it, It looks it looks great, man. I mean, they haven't really released. More than that, you had a, a pretty good theory, which I think is correct, Cooley, about how it's not going to be um, like all, they're not going to re- release like each it's gonna turtle. Be, it's going to yeah, be a, like a skin be, palette. Yeah, exactly. It's going like, to be like the different fighting Well, yeah, styles. because each fighter pack has three characters, and this one includes one of my favorite heroes, the Atom, and one of Tony's favorite villains, the Enchantress. 
<laughs> He's not my favorite. <laughs> it's definitely not. It's a false statement. <laughs> Fake news. Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, I mean, like, dude, it's a, it's a well-rounded pack, man. And, and uh, the Adam is a dope character. And, and I really enjoy uh, the in my mind already. Like, I haven't seen anything in action, but I enjoy the concept of having a hero in Injustice that you know has that ability to like reduce his size and grow and like it, it just it just seems like a really cool uh fighting like style mm-hmm. yeah i'm i'm excited for it i mean yeah. that's something that i will definitely probably download <laughs> i mean i i think if anything um Injustice is doing a really good job this round of releasing things that uh, we're all getting excited about. I mean, I mean, Hellboy just dropped. That's, that's just going to say. How is Hellboy, Bob? So good. So good. See, I mean, like, that's something I wouldn't have even thought they would have included would bow, be Hellboy. Bow, bow, and bow, so many bow. people were stoked about it. And they're um, talking about another pack, but they did the same shit with uh, Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat. And then they mm-hmm. were just like fake. Yeah. Psych. Yeah, but that was a little dumb, man, because they Ed Boon even like tweeted about that and he teased us with like another like combat pack and then like They totally should have. I mean, I thought that what, was a little Whatever. Up they're they they're already working on the new Mortal Kombat. You know that you know he's like just smoking weed sometimes and it's just like <sighs> It's like, yo, I'm just gonna tell him. I, I'm gonna well, do what else is he gonna do? He's got Boone. so much money. It's like, dude. hold on, hold on, hold on, check me out, check me out, check me out. By the way Combat Pack Four. Speaking of Hellboy, man, have you guys gone online and actually checked out uh Dave Harbour, the guy who plays uh um Oh as Hopper? Hellboy? Yeah, but yeah, the guy who played Hopper in Stranger Things. No. But have you seen him working out for Hellboy? He's like getting he's like jacked now. Yeah. <laughs> like it's well, ridiculous. Oh shoot, he's like the new age Christian Bale. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty nuts, man. So um I don't know. Oh, and by the way, uh Here's here's something to throw in there, man. Oh, Christian Bale. Let's hear it. Christian Bale is actually oh, going to be getting playing... jacked again. Oh, Jesus, he's going to be playing uh, Dick Cheney in a movie, and he already gained like fifty pounds. Man. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, Dick yeah. Cheney. Yeah, dude. He's been. He, they asked. They asked him what he's been doing to gain weight, and he goes, "I just eat pies all day." Is that the dude that got <laughs> shot in the ass? No, he what? shot Chris somebody. No, he's the one that shot somebody. No, he's the one that shot somebody, yeah. So in the ass, right? Yeah, meh, 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 Dick Cheney. Yeah, so Dick Cheney. That was in the face. I don't was see that at all. But like Yeah, but did you see him Christian as a skeleton Bale. in the machinist either? So Yeah. I mean the Christian guy... Bale goes so hardcore. Yeah, I just want to go back to the video you gotta game respect world for that. a second. Yeah, we're going off. Just had to mention that. Anyway, yeah. Thanks for bringing us back, Cooley. You're welcome. Um Seriously, from the bottom of my heart, man, you are welcome. The <laughs> okay. the thing that I wanted to mention uh, was the Star Wars Battlefront Two uh, video game. It well, comes let's hear out. It. it comes out tomorrow. Yeah, for most okay. people. For for those of us that spent the extra twenty bucks and you know got the deluxe edition, we got a three day early release, which I gladly picked up and you know started it up and started working with it. The story mode, the campaign, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, it's legit. Like, uh, it, it picks up just at the end of uh, Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Just nice. before Just before they blow up the Death Star. How many Jawas are in this? <laughs> Actually, I didn't see any yet. <laughs> but, the, um, but, the, but the story is basically you're, you're, you're playing as a, a Special Forces TIE Fighter pilot. Nice. And... So you're 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 part of the empire, 
and like you're on Endor and you look up and you see the Death Star blow up. So, you know, like the Death Star is like gone and your emperor is dead. Right. So now what do you do? Right. So like now, like it's basically like the whole, I don't want to spoil anything, but the whole story like basically gets into like, you know, the story arc of this character and how she grows and progresses. Mm-hmm. Um, it is really freaking cool. Um, and you get to like flip back and forth. Like there's like a, a couple of scenes like so far that I've played as I played one scene as Luke Skywalker. Nice. Helping, helping out one of the Empire dudes like because he just has to show that he's actually a nice guy. Of course. Um and like the the special forces tie fighter pilot was like, "Why are you helping me?" He's oh, like, well, of course, he's like, "Cause you asked." Right? Now it's I I don't mean to just cut you off. It starts on Endor, so do we get to see some Sith Ewoks? No. Ah, oh, well, I'm not buying. <laughs> there it are then. no Sith Ewoks, um, but there is. I believe there are Sith among the EA fuckers. Um, that published the game. Mm-hmm. Kudos to the to the developers. The developers did a crazy job on this game. They did a really good job. They put a lot of time and effort into this, but the publisher has decided to put their mark on this game by saying, hey, you need to buy a whole bunch of shit if you really want to make this work for you. Um, case in point, I spent that 80 bucks for the deluxe edition. Sticker on the front said, oh, you get this starter pack. Had them scan the starter pack thing in. They want to charge me another 15 bucks. Oh, what a... I just spent eighty Bunch bucks on a game. Isn't the game Capicola. the fucking? Isn't the game I just bought the fucking starter pack? <laughs> That's really messed up. You know That's I mean? a cash grab. Yeah, and then like they have, it's like they're doing this free to play model, like from from mobile games, mm-hmm. and they're taking that and they're attaching it to a premium purchase, which I just made in the store, and it just doesn't work. Ugh, it's not there. Playing so Marvel I, Puzzle Quest on the iPhone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just want to give the middle finger award to EA. <laughs> All right, man. The middle finger award to EA. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> I get it, though. It really kind of feels like, give me money, give me money, give me money. Mm-hmm. When you're expecting this great video game, it kind of feels like the the games that you can find on the Xbox and the PlayStation are now turning into apps that you can find on the iPhone. Right. And their their, their argument is that you can earn this stuff without buying it. Yep. But it's going to take you like a shit ton of time Ugh. to do it. Yeah, that's the opposite of that, rad. And then there are people that are just dropping like hundreds of bucks to get all this stuff up front. Now, I do think it's bullshit, man, that it's just a cash grab. I mean, that's all oh, it is. Yeah. I mean, and the fact that you have to pay, you play what, like two weeks of game time just to be able to get certain characters. And they took too, away the bullshit. refund button. So everyone who's upset can't even do that. Easily. Exactly. You have to call to get your money back. How's exactly. your gin and juice, by the way, Cooley? Gone. So you're one, welcome. One more topic to talk about. Ren, I know you wanted to, and Cooley wanted to jump on this. Uh, let's take a run for it. Hit the ground running with runaways. Nice pun. Yeah, you like that? Ba-dum. Got you. Yeah. Ba-dum punch. So go for it. All right. Runaways coming up next Tuesday. Pumped. Can't wait. I am always very leery. Uh, this is a series written by one of my favorite writers of all time in comics, Brian K. Vaughn. Oh, my God. He's the best. So obviously it's going to be based on his writing, but it's going to be also, someone else writing. he wrote a lot of the Lost uh, episodes in the last couple of seasons yeah just, and just to throw he that wrote out all of saga so the worst amazing. seasons 
Well, no, I actually thought a lot of those episodes were some of the best episodes, but it was the worst season. Well, the final, I mean, like, well, let's I, not I'm, get on yeah, the Lost I'm so tangent. sorry. Last I season want... of Lost, horrible. Totally didn't need to happen. Mm-hmm. Continue. Ren, go for it. <laughs> sorry. Okay. What happened? So, anyways, <laughs> um, I forgot what I was going to say, so cool, you, you go no, for the it. Favorite, you're saying See, we have your... our conversations out in the open. You, you say, saying? No, it was your favorite author. It was derailed. Derailed it. I don't know. Cool has got something to say about it. Um, I do have something to say about it. I do. I do. I have something to say about everything, if you haven't noticed. Um, but I know you had some things to say about uh, about Gert. Oh, yeah. That's not a thick bit at all in the show. Like, she needs to be thick. She ain't thick. And I don't know. Like, the casting, I think, is poor. Yeah. The casting is poor. Uh, they're very generic characters in the comic like you can be like oh it's a thick girl with purple hair who looks like this and they were like oh let's get a normal sized girl with a severe underbite who just happens to have purple hair like (laughs) a severe underbite yeah she she looks a hot mess and like everybody else they were like kind of resembles the character and the fact that like (laughs) hey they're a teenager like I don't know. The casting just looks poor. Like a severe underbite. <laughs> like she, she looks like a muppet. Um, oh my god! So I don't know. I the casting is weird. Um, Cooley and I were talking about old lace. Uh, Gertrude's uh, telepathically connected uh, dinosaur looks okay from just like the muzzle that we've seen from the trailer. So that I'm pretty excited to see how they do um, old lace. But other than that. I'm just leery. Now, Old Anytime... Lace is a raptor, right? Yeah, a raptor. Yeah. A velociraptor? A velociraptor. I'm not sure if velosa. I think velosa, but... Is that the only kind of raptor? I thought there was no, only one raptor. More. I know nothing about this. <laughs> I I wanted to be a part of this conversation, but I have nothing to offer. So Veloc... Chase looks cool. <laughs> I think they all look good. I, I guess you can, like... It's a it's a Hulu show, so there's a, a more limited budget. Oh, all right. You know, it's it's a Hulu show. It's not like a huge cinematic movie, so I can't put too much into it. But I'm someone who's been disappointed a lot by shows that they've made from comics. Like Inhumans was straight up a train wreck. Yeah. So 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 initial thoughts. Think it's going to be better or worse than Inhumans? I I fucking hope. That I still it's haven't watched better. that yet. Then no spoilers. Can it be worse? Can it be worse than in, than Inhumans? Probably not. I don't think so. I don't see how it could. But things have surprised me before. Yo, I feel like Inhumans will make Justice League probably one of the best movies. I've Inhumans seen. better or worse than Suicide Squad? Equal. Oh, equal what? <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Suicide Squad a little bit up higher on the list because it years. had a budget, so you could get actual actors and not like Canadian streetwalkers. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, what does that mean? <laughs> Just like random people from yo, Canada. they legit had to cut Medusa's hair in the first episode because they didn't have the budget to animate. Like that that's shit. what I said, legitimately. They were like, "You got a buzz cut, mom, because we can't animate this." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, we uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week on the Red Beard Podcast. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, we're going to be adding in the interview with Don Gibb right now. So please enjoy, and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Yo, 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 Suicide Squad.
DC, Justice League, next week, be there, be square, or be square. Yep. Peace. Later. Bye. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Tony from the Red Bear Podcast, hanging out here at Rhode Island Comic Con with Donald Gibb. Don Gibb from the iconic 80s film Revenge of the Nerds and one of my personal favorites, Bloodsport. What's going on, buddy? Hey, dudes. How are you? <laughs> good, man. How you doing? Dan? I'm good. <laughs> man, I have been a huge fan of yours for a long time. Obviously, I love Revenge of the Nerds, uh, but I, I grew up watching Bloodsport, yeah. and it's one of my favorite movies of all time, and uh, you have made me laugh to no end in that movie just because of your shenanigans. So <laughs> it, was a good, it was a good film. It came out really good, you know? Yeah. I mean, everybody, I don't think anybody had any idea that the movie was going to do what it did. It's the highest grossing martial arts film, like, of all time. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's done well and you uh i think my favorite scene that that always makes me laugh is where you take the brick and break it over your head yeah that, which which that you hurt. told me uh well, hurt it, it looked like it was painless to well, you man actually they had scored the brick pretty good but not all the way through so when i hit it on my head it actually split my head wide open oh. because they they said oh it's scored so you know but i got so carried away that i went wham yeah slammed it up against my head and all of a sudden you see you know, there's blood dripping down my head, you know, I cut myself like wide open, you know. Now, do they, I mean, obviously when you watch it, it doesn't look like anything happened. No, so, I know, I know. So they, we, re-t- we retook it after, you know, like another couple of days when all when it healed. Yeah. And they put makeup all over it so you couldn't see it. So actually all I did was go, Ugh, you know, and keep it away from my face. Yeah. So they had to reshoot it because there was blood like running all over my Oh my yeah. God. Well, one of my favorite scenes. So just so you yeah, know, it, was it, good, it paid yeah. off. Yeah, that one definitely. was good. And uh, I actually watched uh, Revenge of the Nerds, uh, you know, just the just last night actually, just to kind of refresh. My I hadn't seen it in a couple of years, right. and and you hanging him over the edge, and then as soon as you see the nerds, you just drop the guy. So <laughs> that did, was a stud guy. A stud guy. Yes. And the funny thing was, we they, we shot that like all day, so I kept yelling nerds all day. So finally, the director finally has to, because I I mean I'm going at the end. Yeah. So the director, the little. Jeff Canoe, he's about this big. He's yelling, nerds, off the roof. You know, it was like hilarious, man. But we shot that, that shot was like all day long. Yeah. And the poor, in the beginning, they had me holding the guy. Yeah. Finally, I told the director, I go, I can't, I mean, I, I can't hold him for 20 takes. You yeah. Know? So they finally <laughs> tied him up on the balcony yeah. and just hung him there. Yeah. So it was all good. You just, you just had your hand yeah, there. the guy's name was John Cade. He's a friend of mine. And they actually hung him there for like, He's the one that did Fireball. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Went, Fireball. That same guy. That's okay. same guy. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. And how much uh, How much alcohol do you think that Ogre drank in the uh, entire movie? See, back in those days, they actually had real alcohol. I mean, it was real Milwaukee brew beer. Some. Nowadays, they use ginger ale and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I got... I, I remember the one scene I told the kids I was going to spit the beer because I couldn't remember my lines because I was so getting so wasted. I was on the stage, you know, and I had lines, and I'm like, I told the director, I go, I can't remember my lines. I am messed up, you know? <laughs> so I looked at the extras, and I go, I think I'm going to spit beer now. And they're like, okay. Yeah. They're all good with it, you know? All right. Um, how much of the, uh, the character Ogre was, like, basically... Me? Yeah, a like lot. A, because like it seemed like a that lot. character was just made for yeah, you. Yeah, it was a lot. I put my head down, put my head back up. They used to laugh. They go, "Oh, there goes Don." Yeah. <laughs> put my head down, put my head up, and it was over. Yeah, it was. It was. That's why it was easy. It was a lot of me, you know. That no, was amazing, man. Thanks, amazing. guys. Appreciate it. And I just got one more question for you. Full disclosure: Yesterday we were talking about Bloodsport a little bit. Yeah. What was it like to work with Van Dam? Because I've heard not two the greatest things. human being in the world. Let's let's, let's <laughs> right, leave man. it at that. We'll leave it at that. All, All right, right, man. All right. All right, brother. Well, thanks, Don. I appreciate your time, thanks, buddy. Guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Red Beard Podcast. And remember, 
please make sure to like us on our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe to us on YouTube and iTunes to make sure you get all of our latest videos and episodes. And you can always find us and comment on anything we've talked about or what you'd like to hear at redbeardpodcast.com.